Welcome to Take Explorations Podcast Episode 6, Part 2. In the previous part of Episode 6, Zafar talked about his background as a programmer and maker, his approach to programming in multiple languages, his software designs and some of his projects. In the second part, Zaf and I discuss his implementation of the Turing machine based on an Arduino. This is one of Zaf's most unusual gadgets. We also get into prime numbers, Zaf's plans for future projects, and towards the end, Zaf reveals his maker superpower. Let's continue right away where we left off in part one. There's another one of your really amazing projects um, that I also want to talk about, and you showed me when I was there. Uh, it was uh, the, the Turing machine. So you got an Arduino and you, yeah. you made a, a Turing complete gadget. Uh, on an Arduino, right? And that has gone to a few uh, maker fairs as well. Do you want to tell us about it, like what it does and how you did it? Uh, yes, it was. My, yeah, it was my second. Yeah, it was my second uh, maker fair project. My first one was like a two-wheeled uh, uh, robot that was uh, programmable. Hmm. Uh, my second uh, project uh, was was a Turing machine. I've actually got it here. This is my dad, by the way. I'm on my one desk, and I have my trophies up there, so oh, I can look at them. Within reach. Yeah. Well, it's really good. It's really, you know, it's like, no, it's really good. So basically, you, you've seen yes. it. So this is yeah, the yeah. You look at that. It's made of wood and things. So it's got it's got lights. So it's pro- programmable. Uh, in, in in a circle. The the lights is the display. The it, it's like you program the yeah. device to display patterns on that cyclical RGB LED display. Yeah, so uh, basically, it's it's a very simple machine where you're basically controlling uh, a, a, a pointer. Let's say, uh, uh, yeah, let's say a pointer that's pointing to a particular LED, and you can switch it on and off, and then move directions. So the programming language is really simple, and you can use these uh, four buttons and this knob to basically program the machine. So you don't need a keyboard or anything like that, and you 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 basically create simple programs uh, that light up the LEDs and things like that, and you can, you can actually uh, build any any program yeah. uh, 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 with this machine, but of course, uh, you know you need more memory, you need more more, you know, bigger keyboard, let's yeah. say, for example. But it is uh, uh, okay. It's not it's not it's not the um, uh, the ideal Turing machine because it's limited by memory and uh, basically by memory. I suppose I think this only the only thing it dislikes is basically memory. If you had infinite memory. Then it would be like you know it would be virtual machine, but it isn't. So, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking uh, at like the the definition of a Turing machine, right? So a Turing machine is a mathematical model of computation that defines an abstract machine, and it's able to manipulate symbols on a on a strip of tape according to a table of rules. So it's a quite loose definition, right? So the the tape in your case is the display with the LEDs, it is circular. Yeah, it's a strip of LED. And uh, did you come up with rules that the machine implements and that it manipulates? Well, uh, the, the, yes, the, you know, there's a the general idea for rules. You, the only uh, variables uh, in, in the machine are the number of symbols, uh, meaning, for example, I've got uh, colors to represent the symbols. So I've got red, green, blue, oh. and uh, white, and yellow, or yeah. something like that. So I've got I've got five symbols, uh, and um, what uh, what else is there? And the number of states that you can you can have uh, as well. So 
depending on the number of states that you can have and the number of symbols, uh, uh, you know, will say how complicated uh, the machine the machine is basically. Yeah. So my my the machine I made was uh, five symbols, and I think ten states. I think it was. Yeah. So you can do a lot with that actually. Even with a two uh, two symbol uh, machine, you can do everything as well. So it's, the number of symbols doesn't mean that it's less capable. It's just that your program is going to be longer. Uh, for example, yeah. so uh, I, I, you know, I'm fascinated by uh, uh, devices that are programmable. You know, and uh, because there's, it's, then the possibilities are endless. It's like not like fixed. It's not like after a year, you, like you're bored with it because you, you, you know, you've uh, explored everything. With a Turing machine, is like you can, you can go on forever. And um, as an educational tool as well. And I don't know, uh, just uh, it's, it's like a fascinating kind how, of. Uh, how did you tackle this pro- problem? Because it was your second uh, major project, right? Uh, and uh, and you yeah. decided to use a very limited device like the Arduino to do something that, at least to me, when, when, you, when you first told me about it, uh, it sounded like a very ambitious program, like normally I'll do an, a, a blinking LED. <laughs> but this is, I'm going to build the Turing machine on an Arduino. So I thought this is quite uh, quite ambitious. Uh, when you, Why did you choose the Arduino for this project? And what were some of the like the early obstacles that you had to deal with and solve? Yeah, the, the first uh, the answer to the first question is easy because th- that's all I knew or that's all I had the Arduino. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, so I, I used it. Um, and uh, the the for the second uh, question, the, well, as you know, the, the the limited memory on on uh, on an Arduino first of all, so that's the first limitation. And the, the so you have to try to fit everything into within I don't know, is it thirty two K or something? Sixteen. Like I uh, or 32 flash memory, but uh, just eight case of yeah. RAM. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So you've got you've got limited RAM as well. So apart from the size of your program, you got little, uh, limited RAM as well. Okay, and you got also a bit of. Uh, I mean, it's very useful the EEPROM as well. Uh, there's some things uh, uh, I'd like to have done, but there's no way I can do it using the Arduino. For example, I wanted to be able to load and save programs mm. because. Right now, if you switch the machine on and off, it loses the the, the program, yeah. so you have to enter it again. So, you know, while exhibiting, you know, uh, a lot a lot of the time, because I wanted to demonstrate different programs, I had to literally, you know, program in front of which was cool. It's really it's, it's really great. I even had a little programming card that you know helped me with uh, uh, writing the bits of code that I wanted to demonstrate. So, but ideally, I would have loved to have. You know, I've got, of course, I've got ideas for the Turing machine model too. And of course, it's going to have things like, you know, load and save features and things like yeah. that. But I managed to, of course, uh, uh, put all of the program uh, within the, the, uh, the constraints, the limitations uh, of the Arduino. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, 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 was, it was, and because uh, that's where, you know, choosing, you know, five symbols and the number of states you can have. So, uh, that uh, you know the restrictions uh, tell you, you yeah. know how how much how capable the machine is. Anyway, still, so, you managed to do it. Yeah. it was, it was great. Uh, so, what's the second version? Yeah, and like? of course, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Well, the, the the second the second version, uh, it's all you know, it's all uh, pen and paper. But I've discussed it with uh, uh, some fans of the original Turing machine, 
and uh, basically, you have, I have a very clear idea what uh, what the second version is going to be. It's basically going to be um, a multi-user machine. Basically, right now the the model one is a single-user machine. Uh, the next one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have two controls on each side of a, a big LED ring. So in, and right now I'm using a 24-pixel uh, uh, ring. I'm going to use a uh, actually I'm not going to use a 60. I'm actually going to make a custom uh, uh, size ring with a prime number of uh, 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 LEDs. So something like I don't know, is 61 a prime number? So anyway, say let's six, six, 61. You can find out. There, and then have two. <laughs> There's a reason why you know I want to pick a. That was a suggestion from um, uh, uh, Stephen Wolfram to to use a prime number for the display. So I'll use a prime number of LEDs and uh, on, on uh, and have two sides basically. They have the same controls, but they're controlling their own uh, uh, pointer on the on the tape on the LED, and uh, it's it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be mind blowing uh, what you can do. Is there a reason why you go for prime number number of LEDs of, of displays? Uh, yes, uh, there are some. Um, uh, well, okay, I'm, I'm probably I'm talking crap now. I mean, we we need uh, we need Stephen Wolf. From, We're getting uh, into mathematics. Tell, it, uh, 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 tell us how, how does yeah. Steve so, but, uh, after this? Tell us how does Steve Wolfram comes into the play in, into all this. Oh well, I I I basically sixty-one. Um, yeah, it um, is. Emailed him. I I emailed him uh, before going to uh, uh, to the Make Fair in uh, New York. I I emailed a few a few people that were going to be there, and one of them was uh, Stephen Wolfram. He was doing a presentation. I didn't see his presentation. Whenever you go to Make Fair, you never get a chance to. If you're an exhibitor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like by myself in New York. Anyway, so I'm I'm there, and uh, I can't remember after the second day or something like that. Uh, you know, um, someone comes over with with a kid as well, and uh, you know I recognize him. I still want from. He goes, "Oh, I I heard there's a there's a there's a Turing machine here," and I said, "Ah, oh, there you go." So he picks it up and he looks at it and everything, and he's like, um, he gets his iPad out. So he's got this iPad, and he's going through some PDFs. <laughs> Some book or something like that. He finds a page, and and he shows me the iPad. And he goes, write that, uh, write that code. Okay. So I look at this 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 screen, and I look at this you know diagram, and it's got it's a, like a state machine, and it's got like some rules. So I had to convert uh, uh, the program he had in front front of me to my tuning machine. So I'm On sweating. So I'm like I'm programming <laughs> with away. no preparation fly, for this. I'm programming and everything. No. Pr- no preparation. I don't even know what the program just does. Happened. <laughs> I program and I go, okay. So, and, and, and I go, okay, it, it's in. I'm like, oh, I found uh, an error. I'm, I'm screwed, right? So I finish. And he goes, okay, start. And I started, and the machine starts doing stuff like, like that. And he goes to, uh, he goes to the kid, he goes, uh, uh, can you check that? So this kid, he looks at the machine, he, he's uh, counting stuff, he's timing as well, and everything like that. And he, and he goes to Stephen and goes, yes, that's it's right. Correct. And I'm like, oh, it's correct. And I said, what is that? And uh, Stephen Wolfram goes, oh, that's a, that's a, a binary counter, yeah. right? And I said, oh, wow, that's really cool, a binary counter. You know, I never yeah. thought of that. You know, I was doing simple stuff like addition, multiplication, subtraction, stuff like that. So this first time I do a binary counter. And it turns out that the kid was his, his son, Christopher, and uh, you know, really nice, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, father and son kind of yeah. thing there. And uh, so I'm talking to him and everything. And, and then I said to him, you know, uh, I'd love to have, uh, you know, so I showed him, I've got the machine. I go, you know, look at the back of it. You know, I want the Wolfram symbol on it. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks at me, he cracks up and he goes, nice try, <laughs> nice try. And he shakes me, shakes my hand. And they both leave. And I was like, oh, wow, that was really cool. Maybe, you know, maybe the said, next edition. Uh, uh, oh, well, uh, the, you know, he's he's uh, currently, right now, he's like uh, the the leader. Uh, I don't I shouldn't say father, but leader of like automata, you know, cellular automata and stuff like that. So, and he goes to me as well. He looks at this, uh, the, the display. He goes, oh, you know, you should make it... Uh, 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 like a detachable display so you can put other displays on there and I said like what? He goes oh you could do one with a, a spiral right? Uh. and I said oh you mean spiral And but then I said to him but how does the, the the tape you know when it ends how does it go back to the he goes oh you can have like a 3D kind of spiral that goes oh, back right. together it back in. And, yeah. I, and I said why and I said why 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 would that be interesting and he goes oh you know there's some certain algorithms that they're trying to find prime numbers, they have like a, 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 some visual clues in there as well to understand. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So one Very idea is maybe for the next model or future one is to have, to have deta detachable displays like yeah. a square or yeah. a circle or a spiral, you know, and things like that. So, you know, and... So what you say, like, what I really like about what you're saying is that how one thing leads to the other. So you started with like a, an idea, then that evolved into something like similar, but not what you imagined originally. Then you talk to this person and then other ideas come out of this interaction. And, and uh, now you've got like a head full of ideas and um, maybe who knows where that is going to take you. So I really, that's open-ended projects are like that. That's what I really like about projects like that have some, uh, some, some hidden attributes that you have to explore to find where this is going to take you so yeah and it's not just uh, it's not just David Wolfram it's all the people yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, because you've uh, gone in make affairs friends as well and they're giving feedback and it's like it's you presented that project to uh, at, to people at three make affairs right over the last few years so you've spoken yeah. to perhaps hundreds of people for, for sure hundreds yes yes I have amazing people as well I, don't know, I met some amazing people. Yeah. Well, what's what's up ahead? Like, um, what else are you working on now that's uh, exciting for you, or what do you plan to work on that that you feel very excited about? Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, I like to make the next version of the the, the tunes thing, but there's so many other cool projects that uh, come in the way or take my time. I mean, something that you 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 will get excited about. So basically, uh, another several weekends project is going to be basically. I've got uh, I've got the ESP thirty two uh, cameras. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 You've probably seen that. So I've got uh, I've got two ESP thirty two cam modules. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be using uh, these uh, to not just do you know the classic. What most people do is use them as. Uh, security mm. cameras or something like that i i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do some image processing uh, with these devices and see uh, uh, what's what's possible yeah. um so i'm gonna for now i'm gonna offload the, the processing uh, uh, on, a, on a capable uh, uh, machine like a laptop or a desktop 
that the vessel is getting the, the, the video or images from uh, this device and then try to do some image process. Yeah. I can't really say what it's going to be for because uh, the... <laughs> I'll get into trouble. Is there an earthquake <laughs> happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get this. Yeah, so uh, but the, imagine, yeah, image processing, basically. Uh, so I don't know anything about these devices. I actually did get a device uh, uh, last week but the plastic uh, connector for the camera was yeah, broken. It's very so fiddly. When I when I upload the yeah when I upload the cord, it wasn't working because it couldn't connect to the camera yeah, because yeah. you know I tried to put cardboard or something like that. But it was yeah, um, so I had to get two more. You you are pushing the boundaries there with uh, image processing. Uh, if it like the ESP32, I know it has the capability and the speed to do it, uh, but you really need to get deep into the programming part of it because the like that no, the, the oh, end not, user libraries are not that I'm good. not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do any image processing on, on it, the device. Yeah. I'm gonna offload so it. So use the uh, SP32 uh, like a camera my, and my then laptop. transmit it like yeah, uh, yeah. wirelessly like a Bluetooth connection or Wi Fi? Of course yeah. it's no no it, uh, it's gonna be Wi Fi because yeah. it's it's got uh, as you know it's got Wi Fi built in. So basically yeah I'm just through Wi Fi transfer the the, the visual uh, information and then try to extract the uh, information from there. So that's my first uh, um, goal is to face, basically tell the ESP32 to record or grab the best resolution it can. Uh, I, don't, I only care for the still image. I don't really care for video. Yeah. So I want, it, I want it to get the best uh, still image and then transfer it over wirelessly well, through Wi-Fi and then have a, another machine to do uh, image processing. So like a, a face or an object, like uh, here's a pen, detect and recognize the pen? No, not, no, 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 not like that. Text? No. It's, uh, it's more, let's say, uh, no, it's more like uh, it's not QR code. But imagine I'm extracting uh, some data from uh, some kind of symbol. Uh, right. So imagine QR code. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Um, I think it's good, like, as I said, it's... it's, it's pushing um, what is documented about the ESP32. So this is one of those projects, I think, that uh, require a superpower from a maker like you. Speaking of that, like when I say superpower, it's like something that really uh, helps you deal with situations like that. that don't, you know, I'm, I'm missing a critical component here that is not documented. I've, I've searched through Google and I can't find it, but still somehow you figure it out. W what's your superpower? As a maker, what what's a skill or feature that you have that you really are proud about, and you feel like this is this is something that is important for me to be able to do what I do, both like in the Turing machine with the Arduino and all the other stuff that you've done. It could be a technical skill. It could be a character trait. Well, I think uh, it could be a curiosity. Well, both curiosity and uh, uh, trying to understand things. But uh, things like you know, trying to trying to like uh, research or uh, look for information when I don't know uh, how to do stuff. So I, you know, it's like going to a knowing how to use a library. You know, going okay, there's no more libraries anymore. But when I was growing up, we used to go to the library every weekend. So you know, digging for information or uh, reading about random subjects that uh, you know in the future. You know, ah, it might be useful. You know, useful information, or like, or like, know that ah, yes, I remember where I saw that, so I know how to solve right. that uh, problem. But it takes years, you know, of 
you know, experience and uh, I won't say like I have some superpower, like, you know, about photographic memory. I don't know if I have or not, or, uh, you know, but through, you know, regular practice of, say, learning or experimenting and playing has given me the confidence that, you know, I can do it. So Maybe that's your superpower. You know, sometimes I know it's that something is important. Yeah, I know when something is like impossible or not. So when somebody tells me an idea, I sort of, sort of instinctively know like, ah, oh, that's impossible, or like, oh yes, given the time and the resources, that's possible. Yeah, you, you can see how so you can get there. So let's say with the ESP thirty two cam, yeah. So with the ESP thirty two cam, yeah, I always have this uh, uh, thing I say, which is basically. It's better to have a solution, even though it's not the best solution, because by having a solution, you know, it takes a lot of pressure off you, knowing that there is a solution, but uh, it might not be the best one, but let's do that and then iterate on that to to make it, you know, to to make something better or more efficient. But yeah, I always, I I, I get stressed out if I don't know uh, uh, how to do something. Because then it's impossible, right? It's like, let's say, for example, if this ESP32 cam, I can't get, you know, a picture of it. You know, that's it. I'm finished. I can't even do that, you know? But if I know I can't take the first step. how to do that, you know, everything else. It's like every yeah, journey so starts with basically a first step, and you need to know how to yeah, take so it. So this first step has to be, this first step has to be like a positive first mm. step that it's it's a goal that you can reach. So this step has to be small. Yeah. If it's a huge wall, that's yeah. it. You're done for. Yeah. You know? So I try to I tr- I try to tell that to people, uh, others uh, when we are doing things together, and for myself as well. You know, you need like a proof of concept that gives you the, the motivation or the courage to, and to the continue. And the confidence that there is a solution. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. Yeah, I thought, I thought so that that is uh, an important superpower for makers because like. Um, uh, y- you want to know what to do next. Uh, I think it's uh, makers may uh, like people in everyday life. We may have a challenge and feel lost because we just don't know what to do next. Like the very next step is makes the difference between feeling lost and unable to proceed versus uh, yeah, I, I can do this. I can go on and solve the problem. Uh, it's a good lesson. <laughs> Thanks. That's all for this episode. Don't forget to listen to part three of Zaf's interview where we discuss how Zaf documents his work, his website, his code on GitHub, how he got to be in the list of the top 50 European makers for 2016 and his experiences from participating in multiple maker fairs. The notes for this episode that include links to many of the resources mentioned and information on how to get in touch with Safar are available on our website, techexplorations.com. Each episode comes with its own page on the Tech Explorations website and a gold mine of information in the notes. This page also contains the video version of the interview. This podcast episode was produced by Tech Explorations. Do you have any questions or suggestions? Would you like to nominate a maker to be our guest? And of course, you can nominate yourself. Please email us at podcast at txplot.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for the name of our podcast, Tech Explorations. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time.